Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. It's me, LaDosha, aka Kilolo, your favorite indie author, coming to you live and direct from Cleveland, Ohio, and we are going to have the ultimate discussion about Black hair care in antiquity with the one and only Kofi Paisai of the Kofi Paisai research team and the Masi Warrior clan. But y'all know how we roll before I get started doing my wonderful interviews with my wonderful guests. I always like to start off with about three of the top current events that are happening in the United States, sometimes around the world. So today we all know that vaccines are finally beefing up and all those folks who are vaccine or were vaccine hesitant, I think some of them are now starting to maybe change their mind. We're starting to hear and read uh, about a lot of people who are like, well, maybe I'll be vaccinated after all. I don't know about y'all, but I am. My name is on the list. I am ready to be vaccinated after all. I've been vaccinated before, so I'm not going to question the government. You want to know why? Because I trust them when it comes to when my meat is no good and when my, uh, you know, my eggs are about to go bad and so on and so forth. So I think the government is doing as best they can, but we always have the option to not do it. But anywho, the vaccines are beefing up for sure here in the state of Ohio and in Cleveland. It's really, really going down. We're starting to see churches, you know, community centers. So things are really starting to happen. So I think that this is a really good sign. So um, speaking of a good sign, has anybody seen the sign on Netflix with this new uh, Netflix thrilling series and it's called Lupin. So Lupin is this uh, French, by the way, French thriller series and it's starting starring this wonderful actor named Omar Sy. Now I really don't watch Netflix too much, but I was trying to find uh, uh, United States versus Billie Holiday only come to find out it's on Hulu. That goes to show you how much I watch TV. So I ended up watching this. Uh, I tried to binge watch, binge watch but I fell asleep because I don't watch TV too much. But this one was really, really good. So you guys should definitely go and check out Lupin. It's the Netflix French thriller series. And it's about this uh, African, uh, he's like a uh, like a con artist. So I don't want to give up all the grapes, but he has been inspired by this book called Lupin. So I think you guys will certainly enjoy that. Speaking of enjoy, Come on, y'all, let's give it up for our African-American Golden Globe winners. So yes, we got Daniel Kulia. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, uh, he's the winner uh, for uh, his role for Judas and the Black Messiah, which I haven't went to go see that. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen any of these movies. So I'll talk to our uh, Mr. Kofi Paisai. Maybe he saw some of them, but surely I haven't. Also, we have Chadwick Boseman of Ma Rainey. We have John uh, Boyega of Small Axe. And then we have uh, Andre Day and the United States versus Billy Holiday. So um, that, you know, uh, I I saw the interview. Um, uh, I can't think of his name. It just escaped me. But he did a wonderful interview uh, on uh, PBS. 
And so uh, he talked about uh, Billie Holiday being, you know, uh, followed by the FBI. And I'm like, who knew? Lee Daniels, that's his name, Lee Daniels. So um, everybody's been talking about it. And Andre Day, uh, like Whoopi Goldberg, this was her first and she rocked it. So um, let's congratulate her. And uh, we know that in acting, we always see so much beauty so much talent so much makeup of course great acting but most importantly we see great hairstyles so with that being said this topic on black hair care and antiquity let me tell you guys about this young man who i'm about to uh bring in and get this interview going let me just kind of uh roll my screen down here a little bit because i got a lot to say about this young man and uh before i i tell you all who my guest is this evening I would like to give a super duper shout out to Feedspot for ranking what they don't tell you at the hair salon as one of the top 25 hairstylist podcasts to listen to in 2021. So I will be giving them a shout out at every time I do uh, my little, you know, podcast here. So big ups to Feedspot, by the way, go check them out and check out some other people, uh, other hairstylists who have some podcasts and perhaps I will go over on the platform and try to interview one of them as well. Uh, but speaking of interview, like I said, we are going to be talking about black hair care in antiquity and when you want to talk about something in antiquity when it comes to black folks i'm gonna tell y'all this man who i'm about to interview everybody y'all gonna want to write him write his name down go follow him on all the social media because he is the man so my book is about debunking myths that's what they don't tell you at the hair salon it's also um you know just giving out a lot of information and so mr kofi pasa i had to put the mist on it because he is just the bomb so i'm just gonna read what i have here because i don't want to mess this up so um i do have i'm about to bring him on get ready kofi are you there i'm here okay he's waiting <laughs> he's in the green room. i'm sorry he's in the black room okay they got the green room is on tv when you're on my platform he's in the black room and so uh we have the one and only kofi pie he is of the kofi pie research team and they are all about tackling issues of africa and the africans in the diaspora with the many misconceptions and untold truths untold truth that's right there's a lot of stuff about us that we don't know uh and so sometimes these uh, untold things are not true sometimes they're taught um and uh and then these things of course they leave us a lot of confusion and so they do a lot around you know clearing up these misconceptions clearing up these untruths because we think that these things are true and come to find out these are not actually true at all and so um this is what they specialize in in addition he is an independent researcher. Uh, he's a member of the Seshu Mani, Net, Mani Medunetur, which that is a group that studies the ancient Egyptian writing and language. So you guys know the Medunetur uh, uh, as the hieroglyphs, but that is not the name of it. It's actually called the Medunetur. Uh, and he is also, again, he's a member of the Kofi Pasta research team, as well as the Masi Warrior Clan. He has co-authored various books 
a children's book, a clothing line, a card game. He also has the Kofi Pie Size Scholarship Program at the Gay and Drill Skills Academy, uh, and that's located in Bajul, which is in West Africa. And then if you guys like, what, what, Ladosha? What else did you say? He, he does everything, but don't worry. Uh, Dosha Vision ain't blurry. If you just can't remember all of this stuff, you can go over to Kofi Pie Side TV. That's on YouTube. And you can follow him and his protégés. And I'm telling you guys, this is epic information, epic intelligence. Everything about this gentleman is epic. As a matter of fact, this is why I can't watch Lupin. This is why I have no idea of who these people are in the Oscars with the exception of Chadwick Boseman because I'm too busy watching the Kofi Pie research team on uh, Kofi Pie TV on YouTube. So without further ado, I am going to be bringing in Mr. Kofi Pie as we discuss Black Hair Care in antiquity. How was that for an introduction, Mr. Kofi? Oh, yes, that's, <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I appreciate it. I, I'm glad to be here. I'm just, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Um, and it's an honor, you know, uh, to be on your platform, man. And um, I'm ready to get it in. He's ready to get in. Now, I know you guys might hear this wonderful uh, Southern draw. So if you are from down south, and let me tell y'all, anybody that have any, you know, of these uh, misbeliefs and stuff about people from the south not being, you know, smart. Because, you know, up north, people be saying some crazy stuff. So in America, we've said, I've heard, and I used to say some crazy things about people down south with their accent, and they come to find out that's so far from the truth. So can I ask you this? Do you ever get teased about your accent? Oh, man, I get teased about it all the time, man. Uh, especially with the group. They say I'm so country. Uh, uh, they had to break out a translator. Sean is my translator, so he had to translate what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I get teased he gets all the time. All right, so he does get teased all the time. But, hey, guys, don't let the accent fool you. Let it school you. How's that one, okay? So, all <laughs> right, that's what you heard it here first. Don't let the accent fool you. Let the accent school you. So, uh, Kofi, uh, we're going to go ahead and get this interview started. So, you know that I am a cosmetologist. My area of expertise is trichology. And at my job, which is at the Reverse Design Team Paris Salon, we pretty much use that science to empower and educate people about their hair and how to do it themselves. And so the reason why this is so important is because when I was an outreach worker and I, I became a cosmetologist, so many people, particularly African-Americans and those who had textured hair, they had some crazy beliefs about hair care and hairstyling that they truly believed in their heart was true for them as uh, black people, descendants of Africa, people of mis mixed ethnicities. So for example, black people can't comb their hair, black people can't wash their hair, tying hair down, uh, you know, black people can't color their hair, all these things that they really believed that were not true for Black people. So by you having this background with so much research, um, 
let's start off with trying to clear this up. So for me, as a cosmetologist, to all of you who are listening, I want you guys to really, really, really take note to what this man is about to impart with us about black hair care in antiquity, because these things, uh, some may be true, some may not be true. I don't want to do uh, a spoiler alert. So I want you guys to hear it from the horse's mouth. So um, have you heard any of those things? Oh, yeah. I heard um, so many of those things that um, I ended up writing an article, you know, pertaining to some of those issues. Um, maybe a year, year and a half ago, I ended up writing an article because I just got tired of hearing things about, um, you know, we can't, you know, black people can't, um, you know, they, you know, they can't comb their, their natural hair, yeah. natural hair too too attainable um you know our hair you know too bad so we have to have a relationship. I mean all those things that you name and I just heard so you know the coloring of the hair and you know I was misinformed on some things myself yeah you know, I'll be honest I was on some things myself and just listening you know I don't learned a lot just listening to a lot of this, um the stuff that you do on your Facebook on your Facebook platform I learned a lot um you know, just listening, you know, what what you're saying and even just the previous interview, I mean, well, a couple of months ago, the interview um, that we had when I was on, a, you know, I was grateful that y'all, you know, added me on to the platform. Okay. And, you know, just research that I did, you know, prior to um, um, writing the article, I learned, you know, I learned some and some of the misconceptions I heard, I, I cleared up and some of the things that I hear you say cleared up a lot of things for me as well. All right. So, uh, ladies, we always hear guys don't understand. Men don't know. I'm telling you, this brother, he feels the struggle. He understands. He may not, you know, wear the braids or whatnot, but you guys got to check him out. He's very good looking. If you think he sounds good over this interview, you ought to go over to his page and check him out. And uh, you'll see for yourself. He's a very good looking brother, okay? And he cares about us he cares about uh beauty you know being handsome and he understands this all too well so without further ado let's get this first question going what so now we've heard so much that black people cannot comb their hair and um this all started in slavery a lot of people think that our history actually started in slavery so can you give us a backdrop we know that that's not true but there are some people who believe it and then there are some people who know that we have a history before slavery but they don't know what it was so we can't go over the whole history before slavery but we can talk about what was hair care like what was hair care like before uh, uh, Africans that were brought over here to America so I want you guys to understand that uh, different Africans, you know, from different regions were taken to different parts. So we're specific to America. So before uh, slavery here in America, what, what was uh, hair care like for our ancestors? Okay, well, hair care was um, very, very, very important um, and very significant in African culture pre-slavery, uh, pre-colonization, uh, um, pre-Arab. Um, 
when you talk about hair uh, and uh, the hair care, it's, um, you know, grooming was very, very important. I have to say that grooming was very, very important no matter where we look. If you go and look in East Africa, grooming was very important. Uh, South Africa, Central Africa, North Africa, and West Africa. Um, the, the misconception of us not combing our hair and not grooming our hair um, is, is, is a miscon- misconception. Most ethnic groups in those different parts of uh, Africa, East, West, South, Central, and those countries with those various of ethnic groups all, you know, believe that, you know, you had to be groomed and un- unkept hair. Well, it, it, you, you could have unkept, unkept hair, for, uh, but I, and I'll get into that, but mm-hmm. for the most part, un- uh, grooming hair was very, uh, was very important and it was looked at as bad behavior if someone was not well-groomed, their hair was not well-groomed, or someone was looked at as being very ill for not having um, groomed hair. And, groom- and, and hair plays a significant part in African civilizations all throughout Africa. Again, Africa plays a significant role uh, in the culture throughout African civilizations. I mean, and what I mean by it signifies you, you, you have the various hairstyles that we'll get into. Um, I'll talk about later on down the line because it kind of goes into a, one of your questions. But when we go back to hair, hair signifies a certain type of status. So hair was, like I'm saying, hair was very um, in, uh, a, a part of the culture. It was very important in the culture, hair was. So hair represents a certain type of uh, certain status. It's like you would have social status. You know what I'm saying? A mm-hmm. person that wears his hair, uh, 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 he or she wear, uh, he or she wears a hair a certain way represents a subtype of social status, spiritual status, which we'll get into spiritual status. When I, we talk about the priest, I want to talk about the priest. Um, and we'll talk about the priest in, in Ghana with the Ashanti people. Mm-hmm. Um, but spiritual, you know, so you have age. Uh, hair represents age, so it's a certain style or wear or do um, that a specific person would wear that you would know their age. Uh, wealth, you would know a person hairdo, hair by uh, how wealthy that person or family or community is, a uh, rank and social and high, uh, high uh, hierarchy in a different community. Um, you know, and you know, even hair plays. You know, even if you're familiar with amulet and talisman um which are those are things that protect you so they they also use hair hair was also used as an amulet or a talisman for um protection it was also used for good luck charm and it was also used hair was also used for a healing tonic it also was used for something else too that was that was fascinated by me but we'll talk about that later on down the line because that kind of goes into another question that you you're going to ask me later on all right now see you guys we're talking about uh hair care in antiquity with the one and only i'm just calling him legendary already kofi pie now you guys know on this platform we do not 
mess around. So again, I would just like to thank Speed Spot so much for giving me uh, that amount of recognition because I do take this platform very serious and we want you guys to understand um, that the information that we are imparting with you today, um, we want you to know that we we care and we want you to use it and go through and do your own research to learn some more. So we're already learning right now um, that he is pointing out that Africa is not this monolith. It's not a con- it's not a country, but it's a continent. But his research has shown and demonstrated that throughout the various parts of this continent, um, hair care, um, as he said, was definitely uh, representing of social, spiritual, age, wealth, rank, community association. It was used for protection amulet talismans and healings we're going to talk about that a little bit more so um i think that is just i I know you guys who are listening are like dude who knew so now that we have a clear understanding of what hair care meant and what it was like for our ancestors uh before slavery what was it like during slavery now you guys have got to listen up And the reason why I want you to hear what he has to say, because I cannot tell you uh, the interesting things that I've heard about uh, what happened uh, to our hair during slavery. And I want you to let me know if this is true or not before you get the answer. So when I, I know what the answer is, but we're going to just, I'm going to share it with you guys what I've heard. I've heard that during slavery, uh, Africans were taking wood from the slave ships to create their own combs to comb their hair. I also heard that uh, the slave masters would um, put the hair of Africans in ponytails so they wouldn't get light. Uh, some of that came from children, by the way. Um, I also heard that um, uh, uh, slaves, uh, the slave uh, uh, on the ships, the slave owners or whatever you want to call them, uh, that they would allow the slaves to braid each other's hair. So is that what took place during slavery? Yeah, yeah, all of that um, um, took place. That's why you see the, which, you know, people think that when you, you talk about braiding, you know, allow them to, and that was easier for them to do you know, something where they could braid their hair and they wouldn't have to go back and groom and comb their hair um, every day. But everybody think that the braiding started in, in, in slavery. That was an easy way to comb your hair, et cetera. But braiding goes back. Um, now, hold on, wait a minute. Before you go any further, I'm saying that people believe that on the slave ships, they were cornrowing hair on slave ships and that the slave owners allowed them to cut some wood up and create a comb. Oh, no, no. Okay. I know the, the listeners are like, wait a minute. What slave ship was okay, that? Okay, no. I'm, so, and let me I'm start sorry. all over again. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Back up. Everybody listen up. We again. He said, hold on. Wait a minute. So, I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you guys, this is what I have heard as a educator and a cosmetologist, this is what some people, not a lot, but I have heard this told by various customers and people during my presentations that during slavery, slaves created combs 
by cutting the wood off of slave ships. That's how we got combed. Number two, I've also heard that uh, the slave owners put the hair, uh, slaves' hair in ponytails so they wouldn't get lice. I heard that. And then I also heard that cornrow braiding took place on the slave ships. So I ask you, oh, no. is that true? We're talking about what oh. was hair care like during slavery? No, I mean, how 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 could that be true? How could they how how could they take wood and cut um and 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 break the wood up and cut the wood when they're when they're shackled they're shackled and put in these small com- small compartments together where they could barely move from side to side where they had to defecate wherever they they wherever they were so i mean how could they break the wood off in the, in the time and there was only a small window of time where they was allowed to come up on a deck of the ship where they was allowed to do certain things like they was allowed to to dance they was allowed to sing they was allowed to get air but they were still shackled at, at you know at the same sense so I don't see how that could take place where they was, you know, they was able to so what do, did, you so know. So what did, what did, now the reason why I'm asking this is because we, this is why I'm doing this hair care in antiquity because there are a lot of people, and maybe some of you who are even listening, maybe you've heard some people say some very interesting. Now, the reason why I'm saying interesting, because a lot of people don't know they do not teach African, uh, I mean, uh, slave history in a lot of schools. And we are already seeing on social media what some of these schools are doing with that history. So um, so what what did what did happen to our hair, our ancestors' hair, I'm sorry, during slavery, through, from your research? What do you know of? What did your research say? What, what happened to the, our ancestors' hair? I mean the i mean really you know from the little research i did for this you know with slavery like i said the only thing that you could actually well and by the way i never heard that's my first time hearing of them breaking wood off on the slave oh. ships and and, and uh, making cones out that stuff i never heard that I, I honestly never heard that but just from the small research that i've seen when you look at most of when you look at um but especially the women hair. The women hair, um, you know, was was, braid, uh, was braided. And, and, and again, the reason why the hair, you see most of the styles of braided hair were, um, were, were easy access, where they didn't have to comb, uh, where they didn't have to comb their hair. And then hair, again, these people was uh, uprooted and taken away and hair was a part of their culture so when we start talking about hair the different hairstyles represent the different the different parts of of the culture it represents the different parts of i.e if you want to call it religion religion or their uh or their way um their way of life so when they i mean a lot of things so, go ahead, so, go ahead. so what you're saying is that basically on this slave ship or on the slave ship coming off the slave ship to the breaking you know camps or whatever you want to call them to the actual slave quarters and working in the fields we were not allowed to really even do any hair at all and that they probably shaved our 
heads and we really couldn't do anything. There was no no uh, no hairstyling during slavery for Africans. Is that is true, mm-hmm. correct? Okay, so there you guys have it. So we see what was happening before. We had a lot of hair care that meant a lot. Like I said, as that, like well, like he said, spiritual, social, age, wealth, rank, community, uh, and that hair was used for like healing and talisman and so on and so forth. But now he's pointing out that during slavery, the most hairstyle you probably could have seen maybe was a cornwall braid, but before, but most of all. He's saying we really could not do any hair and they were shaving our heads off. So this is really important, guys, that you talk to your family, your children and your teenagers and each other, because I do hear that people believe that slave owners were actually combing hair. And so Kofi is pointing out, no, this did not happen uh, during slavery. So now that we have a backdrop and we know that you have these books and all this, what what books or what writings do you have available for the people who are listening to? Where can they go to learn more about hair care in antiquity for Africans? Um, well, they can go to uh, Kofi Paisa Written Compositions WordPress.com if they want that full article on um, on hair care and if they want some sources of material where I draw, you know, where I did a lot of my research from, they could get uh, uh, Victoria Sherman's uh, Encyclopedia of Hair, uh, of hair. I what is, what is it, Encyclopedia? Hold on, I'm trying to see if you remember. Encyclopedia of Hair, Hair Culture History. Okay. Now that's a great book. That's Victoria Sherman. That's that's a great book to have. Um, also, Hair in Africa: Art and Culture. That's by Roy Saber and 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 Frank Saber. And also another great book um, to have. Those two books you can um, you can you actually you can get those off of Amazon.com. Um, a great article: Hairstyle in African Culture. Um, the Kikido uh, Trip Down Memory Lane. Um, that's a great article. I mean, it's a great article. It gives you visuals as well, the same way I do with my articles. You also can get um, uh, Ed, Ed Powell's uh, More Than Hairstyles. Uh, hair braids were used and helped to help the free the slaves. Um, that's a great book um, also to have. So those are some of the sources. And I can't remember. Okay, um, History, History of African Women by uh, Lebo, I can't remember um, the last name, mm-hmm. but all those books are available on Amazon.com. Okay. Um, all right, now, so you can check out Amazon. Maybe you can call around also to some of your local uh, uh, bookstores. Now, remember, you guys can go back and replay this, and maybe uh, I can get uh, us to do this interview live on Kofi Pie Side TV. And uh, we can really see this in action. And he also um, has a wonderful video on YouTube and it's called Hair. And so I watched it like a thousand times if you're wondering who that that keeps (laughs) watching it. It's absolutely phenomenal. So 
guys, please check out Coffee Pots by Written Composition. And then, of course, like I said, please go back and replay this so that you guys can go and find some of those books if you are interested in learning more about hair care in antiquity, okay? Now, um, so as, as a historian, as a uh, a person who loves history, I don't want to call you a historian, but someone who loves history and research is the, is the word I was looking for. Um, uh, what does natural hair mean to you? Like, uh, I know we're all into you know, the natural hair care movement and it's very big, but to you, what does natural hair mean to you? Now that you've done all this research, what does it mean to you? Well, first, you know, when you talk about natural hair, um, it generally refers to um, black hair that has, um, that has, uh, it's hair that has, that the texture of the hair that has not been altered by um, any type of, uh, chemicals and I'm um I'm very very against you know this uh, against perms and I talk about this in the article too I talk about um the uh, ammonia thiolactic this that that loud awful smell that comes for the perm when you're uh perming um uh, perming your hair um but um natural the natural hair what it means to me is, I mean, it's, 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 um, it means, to me, it means loving yourself, um, the way you are. Now, is so that, is that I, for, is that for black people or all people? That's for all people. Okay. You know, that, right. that, that's, that's for all people, you know, but especially us. And I'm, 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 I'm concluding, I mean, everybody, but I'm, I'm definitely talking about us because, um, you know, I, I see too many times where, um, and I'm not picking on black women in general. I talk about this in the article too, you know, how um, we use that, that derogatory term that was used during slavery, where how the slave master, the slave oppressor um, addressed us as well as our women addressed them as nappy hair, your hair bad or Laving your hair just as thick and woolly as a sheep or 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 or, or, or a goat. So we have a tendency to um, to uh, think negative when it comes to our natural hair. How our hair is naturally grown out of our head. So we feel like we have to alter our hair. And I understand the psychology behind that also when we talk about natural hair because even when we come out of when you look and we come out of um the civil war and and you see certain women if you look through history start to see women with fair skin or a fair skin and straight hair or women with straight hair get a better opportunity than those who have the uh, kinky, uh, woolly, uh, woolly type hair. So, um, you know, and I, and, and over generations, if you do certain things, you can pass these down from generation to generation and it becomes embedded into our psyche where we, you know, we make up all types of excuses about our natural, natural hair. We, 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 you know, natural hair does not look good. Uh, you, I, I can't, natural hair is too hard to, um, to um, manage, to upkeep, okay. manage, you know, or 
um, straight hair is more professional, I'll be more acceptable by getting a job if I have straighter hair. So, you know, so I understand. So I'm just saying for me, natural, you know, for us in general, because of what we've been through through slavery, that, you know, um, you know, we need to, you know, reclaim be our more. Roots. Yes, just reclaim our, you know, reclaim our roots and understand that there's no such thing. But I, I get on my wife and my stepkids about this, my, my stepdaughters about this. I don't have a problem with my son, but they they like to use the word bad hair. They think that black people have bad hair. You know what I'm saying? So they'll use the word bad because someone's hair is 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 natural. You know what I'm saying? Right. Man, look at her natural hair. You know, so um, to me, it's just reclaiming our roots, man, and and loving, loving us, you know, and lo- loving us, you know, or loving our hair, um, you know, and accepting our hair just as it is, you All know, right. just like the. Uh, oh, go ahead. Okay, no, 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 no. I was just like, okay, so you guys are getting the real deal, holy feel. Uh, from Kofi Paisai and he's breaking down that pretty much before history hair meant a lot and as you can see in the natural hair movement to him we're kind of reclaiming our time so to speak on our hair because we are starting to see and read a lot of people um, using hair and those various aspects that our uh, ancestors used before slavery which again were social spiritual age wealth rank community association as well as protection slash uh, amulets talisman and healing we are seeing a lot of that so we are kind of returning back to the natural hair of uh, um, um, styles and meanings but also he says natural hair means it's beautiful on all people but with emphasis on people uh, of African Americans simply because of our history and how we were treated uh, and denied uh, our you know natural birthright or you know just uh, not natural birthright but just that our innateness in wanting to be beautiful Africans uh, African Americans we were definitely definitely denied that process so um uh in the in the in your research um what would you say about now you talked about those different hairstyles and things like that in different parts uh of the continent did you see uh, was there any styles or something that really stuck out to you in that research that you were just like whoa you know I, I, I this is just like I didn't know they did this so tell us something about that research that just really stuck out well it's, it's a few things um well first I'll I you know me coming up and me looking at dread right I thought dread was a Jamaican thing. You know, this is before I kind of got deep in the research. And I, even I know how, you know, the Jamaican, those people ended up in West Indies. I didn't know at that particular time. But when, you know, I thought dread was synonymous with people in Jamaica. But once I started doing my research and research and research on hair, I started to see that dread it's all over Africa, you know what I'm saying? All in antiquity, you know what I'm saying? Mm. All in Africa. So um, I started studying, and, and my expertise is studying um, different ethnic cultures um, throughout the continent of um, Africa, you know? So I started out in um, um, 
what I, I, I started looking at the Saburo people. These Saburo people is in Kenya. And and I started looking at how they would use um what would they use? They would use cow urine and ashes to rub to straighten the hair and stretch the hair out and then they will begin to twist the hair even with the color. Like at one particular time I had a problem with with color. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't need to your hair is black. You don't need even though I know that I didn't know at that particular time that you know, your hair color, some of your hair color, even the texture of your hair is determined by the geographical location um, that you may preside in. And um, I'll talk about that in a minute too, but just I was just fascinated with the Saburo people. This is in East Africa and Kenya and the technique that they use to dread the hair with the, um, with the cow urine and the ashes in order to stress the hair and then the red ochre that they, 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 they would use to dye the hair red. And then how um, I started looking at, you know, um, the, these people, the Saburo people started looking like people in South Africa. And then the people in South Africa started looking like the people in, um, in North Africa. Like when I started looking at um, the... Uh, the Himba people in Nibibia, this is in South Africa, they they use red orchids to dye hair too. So they would use the but they but they took the red orchids to another level. They they will also dread their hair too, but they will wear the thick dreads, not the long skinny dreads. They will wear the thick, the long thick dreads. And they will use this red orchid to dye their hair, but they will also use the red orchid to smear their whole body uh red in order to block the sun the x-rays from um the sun oh, and then okay and then going into you know and, I, and i'll go into some more but even going with with them let's just go to status let's just go to status you know hair was also resembling um letting you know that you know if you look at the humble people the the young girls that are uh wore their dreads in the front of their faces you know, they cover their faces, you would know that they were, uh, they were not married. And then you would see that the dress took to the back and they would wear this headdress on the top of their head would let you know that they were married. So if I was walking in the, you know, I was walking around, I'm like, man, she's fly. You know what I'm saying? But I see her with her dress tucked to the back and she has a embry, what they call an embry headdress on her hair. I knew that she was taken. Then I knew she was off limits. But if I was encountering someone who has dreads in front of her face, her hairstyle lets me know that she is single. You know what I'm saying? That's, I find that interesting. Sorry for cutting you off because bangs, you know, uh, are typically on children or younger girls that are, you know, typically not married. So I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a correlation. But I just, you know, thought that was kind of interesting about the hair, you know, being in the front of the face. So yeah. So so tell me, tell us a little bit more um, uh, about the different modalities with this. Are you? Is it called ochre that you said they use? Yeah, ochre. Okay, yeah, so tell us, ochre. tell us about this red ochre. It's just like a, a a plant that they use that they uh, mesh down and create this uh, type of paste 
where um, they put into their hair. Like I said, the, the Sabiro people, they put this in the, but not only the Sabiro and not only the Himba people, if you go look down in Ethiopia, um, um, certain groups in Ethiopia, like the Hamra people, the Hamra people, they also, they wear dreads, but their dreads are differently. Their, their, their dreads are cut very, very small and very, very neat, but they also have this red, um, red ochre and the and and the and it, it is used to dye hair but with the himbo people it's used to dye hair and it's used as a sunblock so they use the red ochre as a sunblock and the red ochre also represents um bl- you know um blood and when you deal with blood you you you, you deal with 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 uh sacrifice and when you're dealing with sacrifice that means you're dealing with discipline and giving up um giving up something so the red orchid plant was very very important and those three places i just named with the humbra people this is in uh north africa and then i talked about the sabiro people this is in east africa and then if you look at um the himba people this is in south africa these three people in three different parts of of the continent you know utilizes this red orca and uses red orca for dye um, but not only use it for dye, they also use it for um, sunblock, and then they also use it for um, um, symbolizing a certain thing as sacrifice. Because when you talk about sacrifice, you're talking about you're talking about blood. All so, right. Okay. So we are really getting into the nitty gritty, as you guys can hear. This is very intense. This is not a joke. This is very serious. Our hair care in antiquity. Um, it's very rich. Um, our hairstyling was very elaborate. It meant very, very, very um, many, many different things. And he has given us a lot of books that we can go back and learn. We can also, if you just want to look at pictures, he even pointed out that some of these authors have included a lot of images, including uh, if you look into his um uh, his article, and again, it's called The Kofi Pasta Written Composition. He has some images. I read that, and let me tell you guys, I was absolutely floored. So as we begin to wrap this up, we have definitely, uh, once again, we hope, we won't say once and for all, because Kofi, he loves to educate people. So whether you hear it now, or you hear it again, or you just hear it for the last and final time, the myths of not washing, not combing, um, are not true. Altering our hair, we have been altering our hair way, uh, way, 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 way. You know, before slavery, again, in antiquity, and he's given us many examples of how we altered our hair and that um, uh, Afro hair being bad and difficult to manage, um, those are not true. And I already know that because I'm promoting in my book what they don't tell you at the hair salon, that hair care and hairstyling are about three things. And those are the right products, the right tools, and the right techniques. And Kofi has just demonstrated to us that that is true. So as we wrap this up, I'm going okay. to play a game. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Oh, yeah, one, one, one more thing, and then we can play the game. Um, I wanted to like touch on just real quick about the unkept hair, you know, because, you know, we keep talking about our hair is unmanaged or we didn't comb our hair and i and i explained earlier that the uncupped unkept hair you know you know it was very important for uh you to groom your hair and they groom their hair every day and 
it was the same thing like in um the salon the this this they did this every day no matter where you go and look in africa especially in antiquity it was a time for women to socialize so they so women would get together and and comb and comb and groom and style each other hair and talk about what went on in the village in the community but in the family but only time unkept hair was permitted was doing mourning so mm. hair was also significant doing death so if you look at um if you look at excuse me in nigeria and let's look at the Yoruba culture the igbo culture they were permitted to have unkept hair meaning that a woman could mourn and in certain ethnic groups across the continent it certain days you know some family was allowed to mourn for three days some you know was allowed to mourn for 10 days some was allowed to mourn for even months and they will have unkept hair so even if you walked around and i seen women with unkept hair i would know that they were in a morning morning stages because their hair was uncut especially if i i came across them every day and i know that in our culture grooming is very very important and styling your hair was very very important so if i walked past someone who hair was ungroomed a uh, woman hair was ungroomed and i knew that she was in a morning stage um at that time and even when you talk about shaving hair if you look in ghana um Ghana, if the close the family member that was close to the deceased they would have to shave their hair so i would know if i see women walking around or even men walking around with shaved hair and they you know continuously shave their hair for wherever the um however the morning the morning because then like i said in different cultures is 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 you know it's it's different times you know it may be months people may mourn it may be a few days it may be a day or so so i would know that these people are also in mourning but even when you go back to birth the shaving of the hair and and i'm getting to the point you know where where, okay with the shaving of the hair a newborn that had hair they would shave his hair off especially if you you understand that a, a child does not exist in african culture until it gets its name nothing exists until we name it again nothing exists until we give it a name so in different cultures a part of a person being a person being born it may be if you look in ghana it may be 12 days if you look down in central africa in in angola in certain parts it may be um seven days where um a person may be named you look in east africa a woman may be named in seven days no woman may be named in four days and 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 a male may be named in seven days but the shaving of the hair if they have hair because we understand they in african culture when a person being born we believe that the ancestors are returning and and in some sense when i'm saying believe it is true because when you look at your dna you are 99.9 percent of uh, uh when, when it comes to dna so you're 33.3 percent of yourself you're 33.3 uh, percent of your mother you're 33.3 percent of yourself I mean, of, of your father equals 99.9 so we are reduplicating ourselves so we believe our ancestors are returning so when they're shaving the head they're shaving their head because they're they believe that the ancestors are returning from the spiritual world of the igungun into this 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 realm of reality and then when they die 
the shaving of the head. Now the spirit is now, the ancestor is now returning back into the spiritual world or to the Egungun until it, uh, someone in this lineage is uh, having a child and he, uh, he is coming back. But also with the shaving of the hair wigs, they used the hair to make wigs with. So in antiquity, they was also making wigs. So that explains why before my wife was getting dreads, we got wigs all over the house and wig <laughs> mannequins. And even they made uh, mannequins. I can show you mannequins, images of wooden mannequins where they hung the wig on these mannequins. So I just wanted to talk about this, especially with the unkept hair, because we talked about So I was saying I just wanted to make sure that it was accepted as long as, you know, a person was in mourning. In mourning. Oh, well, that was really intense. And, uh, you know, it's funny because when we were growing up, I, I like to say in my household, we were not allowed to even go to the door if our hair was not combed. I can recall going to, you know, my friends would ring the doorbell and I would get ready to walk to the door. My mom would say, where are you going? And I would say, oh, so-and-so is at the door. And I'm, no, you cannot go to the door if your hair was not combed. So uh, even though my mom had no uh, formal education uh, in uh, what our rituals and the significant role that hairstyles and hair care played in antiquity, I believe that 33, 33, and 33 is very true because it, it was most certainly in my mother's DNA that my brothers and my sister, you know, and of course myself, we definitely had to keep our hair put together. And uh, I, I just believe everything that, that you just shared with us uh, was very true. And so with that being said, let's see what else do we know that's true as we roll into a game that I stole from you. So I, I share <laughs> with all my readers that I was interviewed by you um, and you played this game and you had uh, Baba on there, the gentleman from uh, DC, I mean, uh, from Baltimore. And uh, boy, mm -hmm. he did a really good job. And so I was like, uh, I started to really like it. So that's another reason why I like uh, to watch you interview other authors. Um, so I'm gonna play the game with you. Have you ever had someone play the game with you before? This will be the first time. All <laughs> right, so now the tables get to turn, guys. So you have been <laughs> listening now for about 40 minutes. That's why we've been going strong. And so just hold on and let's hear um, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Kofi's response. So the name of the game, I'm calling it uh, Respond. So I'm sure you have another name. So how this game goes, and you guys can most certainly play along with us, is that I am going to say a word. And then the very first word that comes to mind, you can't guess, you can't think about it, you're going to respond. And of course, this is all in good humor. So please don't take it personal. We are just having fun and getting to know the lighter side of a researcher. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. All right, so here we go. The first word is Africa. Homo sapiens sapiens. Black people. Dolphin. Reading. A must. Black history. Excellent. Indie author. I have to say a must. Scholarship. The only way. Barber. 
much needed. Suit off. Trash can. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. All right, guys. So you have listened and learned so much from uh, Kofi Paisai of the Kofi Paisai Research Team and the Master Warrior Clan. Uh, what is something that people should know about you that a lot of people don't know? Like people think I'm really this or they think that. Give us something that people on our platform. This is the this is the hair care, the beauty, the handsome, you know, the, the good looking world platform. So that other bodies they they won't know this on your platform. So share with us something that people just they don't know about you, like your favorite color, just something your favorite TV, you know, whatever. Um. Okay, well, my favorite color is um, red. I don't think too many people know that my favorite color is red. All right, that's something you guys should know. I'm not surprised because you'll see so much red when you check out the Coffee Pie Side uh, research team. You will see that. Uh, what is your who who is your favorite author, and why is this person your favorite author? Um, right now my favorite it, it varies from time to time. It just all depends on what I'm reading, but I'll just say, um. Kofi, a guru right now is my favorite author and the reason why he is my favorite author, he inspired me to write an article, which that article I expanded and turned into a chapter uh, in one of uh, one of the, um, our uh, publications and he gave me a better understanding of what African, how African traditions actually came about so could you, could you spell that last name for us? Uh, hold on, let me get it for you. Uh, I, uh, I got it. Hold on, give me one second. I get okay. it. I'm, I'm on. So, I'm on my headphones. So, so he's name, going right? to get that. So again, you guys are listening to. He's very dedicated. He went. He went to go get the book. Okay. So this is how yeah. we roll down. This is what they don't tell you at the hair salon. Our people it, go and get the book. Okay. Is uh. Kofi, uh, that's well, E is the E, I mean, the first initial Kofi, K O F I, which is like my name, and it's Oguso, that's A G O R S A H. Again, right. the last, oh, they got, okay. No, no, go ahead, say it again. Oh, uh, again, is the last name is A G O R S A H. All right, so you can go and check out. Uh, that is who he said he has a lot of authors, but right now that's who he's feeling. So I'm feeling, you know, I'm a big fan. I'm a super duper fan of the Kofi Pasta Research Team and the Monster Warrior Clan. I got my first two books. I got. I also have the um, uh, the journal. I have to get the game. You got the clothing line. So give everybody all the ways they can come and contact you and all of the other people you are affiliated with and guys don't worry again you can go and check him out on the social media platform he is about to give them to you right now so before we wrap up can you please share with our listeners where they can find you and and the books that you have okay well you can find me on uh facebook um kofi paisai again that's k-o-f-i last name Pi Psi P-I-E-S-I-E 
You can find me on Instagram. I got to start posting some more on there. But on Instagram, it's the same thing, Kofi Paisai. And the secondary uh, Instagram page, which is Mboka, that's M-B-O-K-A, um, is where you can find me. You can also email me at info at Kofi Paisai tv.com that is info at kofi tv.com um if you want some of the books that we have we have um um three volumes spiritual you if you want volume one spirit uh my spirits of the mossy uh volume one um uh spirits of pen volume two um spiritual comeback which is volume three which is ladosha is also she wrote the dedicated forward um in that book um um you also you can you get uh my 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 book i authored by myself as i learned we all learn sharing uh with others deep in your own knowledge um uh, my children books kalawa trip to the motherland of african education and music as well as uh one of my team members uh from kofi Pipes, our research team in Marshall warrior clan his book one night before bed which is a children book great great book and his uh, From Cocaine to Consciousness book. All those publications are on kofipipesitv.com. That is www.kofipipesitv.com. If you want some of our, clo- our clothing, uh, we have a clothing line. It is called Mboka uh, Family Connect Apparel. Just go to your Google search, type in M-B-O-K-M-O-B-M-B-O-K-A, I mean, Family Connect or just go to www.familyconnectapparel the uh, the online store or pop up you can get all types of stuff on there we got hats we got pants we got socks we got shirts we got hoodies we got long sleeves we got some of everything on there if you want to check that out also we put out last month we put out a 54 deck of uh, educational and quiz cards um um you can also get that on kofifightsitv.com. Just go to kofifightsitv.com. Go to the learning market. That's where all of our items are at. All of our publications are in the learning market. And if you scroll all the way down past the publications, the 54 deck of quiz and educational course is um, there at the bottom. So that's where you can get all of our things. I hope I got named everything. I think you got everything. Don't forget the pants. That's what I'm talking about. That's that dirty South flow. I absolutely love it. Okay. So we are just so, 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 so thankful that you have spent, uh, you know, a good 45 minutes. And as you guys can see, when you're talking about in antiquity, you cannot talk about this in like five minutes because we are talking in antiquity. He brought us all the way back before during, after, and of course the present day, what hair care means. We hope that you have learned a lot. At the end of the day, you can find just about any and everything Kofi Pieside at KofiPieSideTV.com or like he said, please go check out um, all of their goodies uh, inside the Amazon store, which of course you can just go to Amazon and search Kofi Pieside. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. Okay. So we appreciate you so, 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 so very much. Um, is there a book that you would like to tell them uh, of, of, of your book collections uh, that they should just get right now? What's the one? Should it be number one, two, or three? Or should they get all three of them? Um, I'll tell them to get um, 
you can't go wrong with University of Kimmy Press book, um, African Times. African Times okay. is a great book to have. African Times. All right. So we always like to end on a note about which books that our author, that our, um, our interviewers are um, are reading. And so we hope that you have enjoyed this presentation and uh, it has been wonderful. So thank you so very much. And you know what I say when I'm always signing out. I'm talking about a whole lot of love, a whole lot of peace, and a whole lot of hair. And if you ain't got no hair, then just rub your beautiful bald head. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kofi. We appreciate you. Thank you.